This is the Rappaport Diamond Podcast with Avi Kravitz and Joshua Friedman. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Rappaport Diamond Podcast. My name is Avi Kravitz. With me is our senior news reporter at Rappaport, Joshua Friedman. How are you, Joshua? Hi, Avi. I'm very well, thanks. How are you? Good, thanks. And uh, welcome back. We've just had our, our spring break in Israel. It was for the Passover season, and we had the long weekend last week elsewhere in the world for Easter. And now it seems seems that the trade is uh, is ready to gain momentum ahead of the, the JCK show in, in, in Las Vegas. But we've we just finished the first quarter, and it's an opportune time to look back and see what uh, what are the big themes that have uh, that we've covered in our news on Diamonds.net uh, this year so far. So what 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 are the um, the big themes um, so far that you've noticed in the market? So I think one of the things that's uh, continuing to come up is uh, the question of provenance and and the origin of diamonds. Consumers are increasingly looking for. Uh, evidence that their diamonds have legitimate origins and uh, a very interesting and important story emerged uh, um, a couple of weeks ago that uh, the US government um, wants uh, in theory all uh, all jewelry marketers uh, in the US to be able to tell uh, consumers um, where their um, their materials came from if they were imported from abroad um, this was uh, quite a, a shocking story, actually, for a lot of people. It came out of the out of the blue, and uh, uh, one of the people I, sp- I spoke to pointed out that the government has been extremely uh, unspecific about how actually they're going to achieve this. But uh, there was a, a meeting with some uh, senior representatives of the industry, the jewelry industry, um, in New York, uh, in which there were government of- officials basically said. Um, we need you to give 100% uh, assurances on origins of, of diamonds, gemstones, gold, all, all sorts of other materials. Um, they even said this is coming from Donald Trump and, and that there was uh, potentially some, some new rules on their way that would uh, really make, make things a lot more uh, challenging for the industry. Well, I mean, that, that would really be a game changer for, for the industry. I mean, it's something that's been on on our minds for for a few years now but but this really brings a, a practical component to the um source verification discussion i mean b- even before this uh, the story broke about the the government being um considering these this new new legislation that would um, require uh, verification of source of your materials um the industry has made some strides in in providing those assurances to consumers at least we had earlier this uh, this year um the GIA um coming out with its uh, diamond or- origin a country of origin report providing a uh, a grading report with specific country um uh, country of origin details um of the diamond which was an interesting move um from the GIA um and we we also had from from de beers that a uh, change in policy really that uh and i think you're getting you're getting at a, an important point there which is some of the more um potentially successful or more uh, trustworthy uh methods of of assuring diamond provenance are actually coming from the private companies rather than from the official channels one of the things that came up in this um in this uh, government meeting with uh, with the jewelry industry was that the government doesn't actually feel that the Kimberley process uh, is doing what it should be doing and it's it's they called it and I quote inadequate 
um, and uh, I think we've seen a, a similar thing from Signet Jewelers. Um, so it, it does appear that um, the most progress has been and is going to be among those those private players in the market. Well, I guess it starts with the the majors. Um, you know that, that Signet has has had its uh, its diamond sourcing protocols in place for some time now. Um, Tiffany also introduced its program that it's um, providing uh, source information about its product, and that was earlier this year. And um, the, I guess the hope is that once the majors are doing it, it would spread across um, to the to the rest of the industry. Because the big question is if a um, if a piece of jewelry that provides um, source verification um, will sell it at a higher price than a non-verified diamond, um, do you think that's where the, the market is heading towards the segmentation in that um, I- along those lines? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure it is. And uh, I also wonder, I think you've mentioned this a few times, Avi, that w- whether... In the future, the virtually all diamonds will be sold under a, under a brand name. We see that uh, much more in, in the watch industry where the watch brand is extremely important. And up until now, you buy a diamond more for its own characteristics rather than the name of the, the, the brand that's uh, inscribed on the, on the girdle. But uh, did you, do you think that's going to change? Do you think people like uh, Forever Mark are setting a a model for how things are going to be done in the future. Well, well, certainly the uh, you know branding I, I think is is all about storytelling at the end of the day, and the, this provides um, a, a great tool for for brands to tell their story. Um, if they, you know if they can show the good that, that you know that a diamond was mined in a in a certain country that affected this community and um, and really contributed to the upliftment of the of the society and the country. Um, and sh- and even track it further along the the manufacturing um, along the pipeline, showing uh, showing the positive effect that it has um, on on the people within the industry um, and communities um, that if, that uh, that are touched by that diamond. It certainly strengthens the brand, um, and so I agree. I think um, uh, the shift towards branded product within the diamond industry has been happening for for some time now, but it's really um, intensifying now as retailers and as brands have have better tools at their disposal, such as the ability to trace their diamond back to the to the source. But we've seen in quite a few of these programs that there are still some challenges identifying the actual country of origin because of all the aggregation that goes on in the in the rough trade. Um, is there a solution to that? I mean, even Tiffany have, are not promising to give the country of origin for every diamond because De Beers can't provide that. Right. Well, that was the idea, I think, behind De Beers's announcement and in introducing their diamond from DTC program. Um, that they De Beers mines in um, in four different countries: in Botswana, Canada, Namibia, and South Africa. And all those diamonds, all their production is aggregated and mixed into different categories. Um, and and so it's very difficult for them to to show. Um, leaving science aside, because my suspicion is that you, there, there might be some uh, some differences in the in the diamonds from from various countries, but that's something we'd need to maybe need to bring a a um, an expert in to, to to talk about. But um, De Beers doesn't uh, enable that um, that country that specific country of origin to uh, to be disclosed. Um, and there were, of course, issues with um, using the the name De Beers further along the pipeline. That this yeah. is a diamond from De Beers because of its uh, its own brands. 
Um, but uh, now with this with its new program, Diamonds from D- DTC, um, companies can at least um, indicate on their invoice that it's a that their diamond is sourced from DTC, and that takes you to a website where um, which provides information about the diamond that it comes from either of these countries or mines, which are which where where De Beers mines. DTC being almost like a code name for De Beers or. A uh, yeah, how how would we exp- how would we uh, right? Well, it's uh, I mean it's still a brand that's used in I guess brand is the wrong the wrong word. It's, it's still a business within the um, De Beers framework. Um, DTC Botswana is uh, is a um, subsidiary of of De Beers and um, and the and the government of Botswana and it uh, stands for a diamond trading company. So um, DTC was historically the um, distribution arm and, and sales um, sales arm of of De Beers. So so people generally kind of refer to to De Beers as DTC still in in a lot of cases in the trade. And then I, I believe consumers can now go onto a DTC website to have a look at uh, the range of mines that these stones come from and 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 their their sustainability credentials, credentials, and all these things. Right, and the the other aspect of this um, provenance story that is unfolding within the industry is this um, the story of blockchain, and not necessarily um, marking the diamond, but marking the transactions that that um, that follow the diamond. Um, and so we, I would expect as we move forward through throughout the rest of the year that we're going to hear more about um, uh, how these blockchain programs um, have developed. Um, many of them are in pilot, uh, like the Tracer program from De Beers, are in a pilot phase, um, and we would expect now that they um, they move out of their pilot um, program and and into a sort of a, a broader use, um, that again enables some sort of verification of the diamond. I get the impression that uh, De Beers never really in- intended to do this diamonds and DTC program. It was more. They're, in the long term, they they saw Tracer their blockchain as being their solution to the um, to the, the issue of, of traceability, and then there was there was just um, pressure, as we know from from site holders, to to loosen those those rules that they used to have, which present, prevented them from disclosing any information beyond those those four countries of of origin. And so I feel that the really the beers are focusing on on that blockchain as their way of. Of meeting that consumer need. Yeah, I, I think you're right, and 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 initially they were pushing the um, pushing Tracer um, as an industry-wide platform for, and they still are doing so. But um, they uh, the the feeling was that they saw that as a solution to providing a source verification on their stones um, as well. Um, but there was uh, there was some pushback from the trade, and and my observation is that um, they developed the the diamonds for DTC from DCC uh, program in in response to that that um, that companies wanted a, a deeper um, understanding or, or ability to to sell their diamonds and, and market them as as the diamonds and where they're yeah. sourced from. And it, it was there was also a, a curious sort of overlap or, or short period of time between. Uh, De Beers development um, emerging and Tiffany uh, releasing their new program where they're now saying uh, the country of origin as as, as well as uh, or, or at least the um, geographical range. 
Um, yeah, I mean, every, everything's moved at quite a fast pace all of a sudden. There's been years of, of talk and throwing out ideas on, on, this, um, on this issue, but um, things have really sort of gained momentum this year. And I think this, this story that broke um, earlier this month or last month about the U.S. considering le- legislation to um, requiring companies to disclose where their goods come from um, will even fast-track it even, f- even further. Yeah, if if it happens and if it ends up being uh, substantial, it's really uh, yeah. I mean, you know, the the idea is out there, so so mm-hmm. I think people should should be taking notice, and I think people are, have taken notice, and and we'll see more more of them on the manufacturing side because that's really where the challenge lies. Um, is for for manufacturers and wholesalers to enable that um, to enable to work with miners to enable retailers to tell that story at the end of the day. Have you heard about the Rappaport Research Report? If you haven't, then you're missing out on the latest data report from the Rappaport team. Did you know that more than 80% of SI Clarity diamonds in the 50-pointer category listed on RapNet in October 2017 sold within three months? Or that listings of three-carat diamonds jumped 30% on average across all categories in Antwerp this February? With the Rappaport Research Report, you can get valuable and actionable data to make smart, savvy investments and start increasing your profit margins. Don't get left behind. Subscribe to the Rappaport Research Report today to get business intelligence for the diamond industry. So, so the so that that was that's been the one issue, and and as we mentioned, the it's it's a story that's been developing for some time, and the, and um, and this year it's emerged as a very strong theme that's gained um, some momentum. And another is, of course. The gift that keeps on giving to giving diamond journalists is the um, the issue of synthetic uh, diamonds and or lab grown diamonds, and uh, we've seen some some significant developments in that uh, in that area as well this year. Yeah, so uh, the grading reports is uh, one of the biggest things people are talking about at the moment in relation to lab grown diamonds. Both uh, HRD Antwerp and the GIA um, have uh, made some significant changes to their reports in the last couple of months. Uh, HRD are now uh, using the same grading language for uh, synthetics that they have previously been using for natural diamonds, which means that the, the stones will be getting the same uh, color and clarity grades. Um, the JA have stopped short of, of doing that. Um, they, they continue to give a, a, a very um, loose and descriptive terms uh, for, for, for describing um, uh, color and clarity, but they will they will be um, providing some visual information in, on their grading reports that at least show how they map to um, how they map to uh, uh, to grades for for natural diamonds. Um, but also significantly, the GIA have dropped the word synthetic. Um, maybe we should also be dropping the word synthetic. What do you think, Abby? Well, that's uh, unfortunately synthetic sounds better in a headline. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's got it's greater shock value, it seems. It um, it's, it's also shorter and easier to fit in a headline. <laughs> that's but, uh, true, but um, and so, but it is something we, we should consider, it's, and it's certainly um, something that's uh, that's happening across the industry. That um, with the GIA now now taking the lead in following the guidelines um, uh, of the the Federal Trade Commission yeah. to. Uh, to essentially not use the word synthetic in its description of a diamond. Yeah, they, they no longer recommend the word, um, which is sort of an, an indirect way, I think, of saying that um, there's there's more um, 
there are more correct ways of, of describing them. So the GIA are now calling their their grade their synthetics grading reports. Um, uh, I think it's laboratory grown diamond reports. Right, and I think um, De Beers is trying to to popularize the, the term LGDs, and uh, and I've seen uh, uh, one or two of our colleagues um, at uh, at other publications um, referring to labor and diamonds um, according to the acronym. Um, yeah. I'm not sure we are quite ready to to do that, but um, I think they they from what I've seen, they, the beers is still a bit selective in, in in how they refer to them because and the GIA as, as well. I think when it's when they're talking sort of in in gemological terms, they'll still use the word synthetic, um, which which makes sense because that's the science. So um, but when it's a consumer product, it's a laboratory. Uh, it's a laboratory. So in, so in the GIA's um, research and in the in their journals, they would still refer to it as uh, as a synthetic diamond. Uh, I, I believe so. I, I, uh, yeah, I think maybe we need to check that. But, um, <laughs> um, but it's it's indicative of the um, of the discussion that's that's happening in the industry, and uh, I think there's a lot of confusion still about uh, about lab-grown diamonds. Do I have to say lab-grown diamonds or synthetic <laughs> diamonds each time we mention, <laughs> mention yep. it now? But um, we'll use it interchangeably. Um, but there is a lot of confusion about it. I think um, in particular, the, uh, th- there's, uh, within the trade, there's, co- there's confusion because you've got these two giants within the industry, De Beers and the GRA, who've taken a clear stance on, on, um, on lab-grown diamonds in the last year of course we know that De Beers um, introduced this lightbox um, brand I mean that's almost a year ago already and the w- one thing that they were clear about is that they don't believe that uh, lab grown diamonds need to be graded and there's a different quality assurance um, in uh, you know it's a, it's a it's it's a manufactured product that should go undergo its own um, quality assurance and it doesn't need that same grading that a uh, natural diamond undergoes because it's um, got a consistent and linear cost yeah. base. Yeah, it's like an iPhone or a... Right. Um, and also, essentially, they're saying that uh, that the cost to to create a, um, a GVS diamond is the same as, as it would to produce a, a lower color, you know, SI diamond. And so, therefore, the, the, the grading isn't really necessary to... Um, to determine the value of the stone, the value is also cost based and and uh, and kind of linear the g i a is is saying that they well they're essentially grading um synthetic diamonds and so they they there seems to be a a philosophical um difference between the two companies I think they just have different different roles in the industry what one of them is is selling products uh the beers is a six billion dollar revenue company the vast majority of which comes from natural diamonds so they're, they're more likely to take that stance in order to differentiate whereas the GIA are, are more uh, objective observers of pieces of carbon in, in a way a service provider that yeah. um, if a company wants to grade its lab grown diamond that's a service that they need to to provide um Although I think there's there's more to the to the GIA than that, but um, it's an interesting d- difference between the two. Uh, I think um, amongst the murmuring within the trade, there's that sort of feeling that that neither of them are on their side. You know, amongst the manufacturers, the, they they don't quite understand what Lightbox is doing, and they feel that De Beers is trying to um, mm-hmm. cannibalize. You know every uh, every every segment of the market, and um, and no longer protecting the. You know the natural diamond manufacturer, and with the GIA 
involved in grading um, uh, lab-grown stones as well, they feel that they don't have that support from the, from the GIA either. Yeah, but the GIA could have gone the was it the, the the full hog, is that a phrase? And graded synthetic diamonds exactly like they do natural diamonds, but you know, g- giving stones a, a, a deflawless uh, grade, um, etc. But um, can you just explain um, briefly how is the the GIA um, approaching its um, its grading of of lab grown? Um, the GIA have uh, several different descriptive terms for color and clarity um, for synthetics. Uh, but they're not they're not the traditional grading terms. So they're not for color. They're not uh, D to Z, and for clarity, they're not flawless to uh, to I. They're just they're much looser terms, and so there's much less differentiation between. Um, say, uh, there's no such thing as a VVS two or anything like that with uh, with synthetics. Right. So it'll, it'll um, be a descriptive um, a descriptive term, um, and they've introduced the scale um, on on their reports, yeah. giving some references to a range of colors that that yeah. description and colors and clarities that those descriptions would um, refer yeah. to. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So if if your lab grown diamond got this particular descriptive term for color, that means it's equivalent to let's say D to F um, for natural diamonds. Mm-hmm. But they're not saying this is an e-color diamond. Right, right, of course. Well, it's, uh, I mean, la- last year at the at the JCK show in Las Vegas, there was a big De Beers announcement about Lightbox. And I remember, I think it was two years ago, that, um, uh, that the GIA was really... Um, uh, pushing and giving a lot of presentations about its mine to market program, which has re- essentially um, morphed into its um, grading, uh, its, its country of origin yeah. uh, report. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wonder what's going to come up this year. It's it's kind of exciting to uh, to anticipate. Yeah, I guess uh, it's we should probably expect something in lab grown diamonds, something in in uh, a combination in, in Providence, and uh, <laughs> but, um, I, I expect that we will hear a lot more about the. The various blockchain programs that um, that are coming uh, coming up, and we'll see some development um, in those. I would hope so because they've certainly spoken a lot about them in the last year or two, and and we haven't heard from from those blockchain programs in in some time now. Yeah, uh, are you at the um, you're at the AGS Conclave in uh, in Seattle recently? Um, you uh, made some gripping uh, uh, video blogs and. Uh, Talked about some of your some of the topics that came up there. What were the the big themes that uh, that came up in Seattle? Well, well, I mean, the two that we've mentioned were yeah. were um, sure. amongst the. Uh, it's an interesting um, conference, the uh, AGS um, Conclave, because uh, it's predominantly um, your 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 jewelry retailers who are attending. Um, so the discussions that we have within the B two B market. Um, which you know, amongst the manufacturers that we and the traders that we we have contact with, um, they look at these issues from a different angle. Um, the retailers are the ones who really need to um, answer these questions if, where it counts. It, you know, when the consumer asks those questions. So the participants were essentially just really willing to learn, and and that was very encouraging. That um, you know, the a- AGS members and the, those who typically attend um, Conclave are. Are typically your stronger um, independent jewelers, 
Um, and so it was very encouraging to to sort of watch the dynamic and and how they're relating to these issues and and um, just really wanting to be on top of of the issues and and so the there were um, sessions on on provenance and um, and, and synthetics and and generally about uh, what's happening in the in the market from an economic point of view um but there was also a lot of discussion about marketing and um and the profile of uh, consumers and how you market to um your various segments of the of of, of consumers um today and so so i think uh, in in that sense amongst the among the um, sessions that I attended, the big themes were on marketing, essentially female self-purchases, um, and also on bridal, um, that we know a number of the brands, the bigger brands, are, are sort of pushing pushing bridal again, um, particularly... Yeah, Forevermark, Tiffany. Right. Um, so Forevermark gave a presentation about their their view on the bridal market. Um, and then having said that, there, there were also a number of um, presentations on how do markets to, to women um, female self-purchases. Um, uh, Jewelers of America is preparing a, a, a generic campaign for retailers to tap into, um, which uh, I think they said that in the summer they're going to be piloting that in uh, in the LA market. And then the the Diamond Producers Association is also preparing its um, its campaign focusing on female self-purchases. So um, the, these are the, these were sort of more practical sessions that um that the jeweler could sort of tap into and and really use in their business so so yeah it was a, it was an interesting experience and and really mirrored a lot of what we've been writing about in our news um is there anything uh anything that you're expecting to come up in the next month uh or next few weeks um that that uh caught your eye in 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 the news sphere yeah it's it's um is Mother's Day coming up on May the twelfth? Um, Mother's Day in the U.S. Uh, that's um, actually a qu- quite a significant uh, diamond buying period. Um, not quite matching, obviously, the holiday season, but uh, a lot of jewelry is sold in the run-up to Mother's Day. The, the National Retail Federation is is expecting a um, an increase um, in jewelry sales for Mother's Day of about thirteen percent this year. Uh, we also have um, the next uh, the beers. Um, uh, rough diamond sale, which starts the following day, it starts on on May the thirteenth, and that's quite a significant one because it's the first in the, under a new uh, sales period. Um, and the beers have said that um, there's going to be less supply uh, to their clients uh, starting from that sale, um, which uh, could have uh, potentially a, an impact on a positive impact on on the on the market, given that uh, in the manufacturing sector there's been quite a lot of oversupply in uh, in recent uh, months and quarters. Um, so we'll see what happens there, um, and it's also um, the second uh, site um, under these new uh, DTC um, disclosure rules that we've um, that we've been talking about. So uh, we'll um, hopefully get further feedback on uh, how its customers are, are finding that. Um, great, there's a, there's always something going on in our small uh, small and diverse industry. So um, it's something to look forward to. Yeah, no, May June is a is a busy time with uh, with all of that and with JCK. Yeah, and and that's after the, a relatively quiet April. So so there's mm-hmm. de- definitely a cyclical nature to mm-hmm. to our industry. Anyway, th- um, yeah. thanks very much, Joshua. Thanks, Abby. It was uh, was fun talking to you as ever, and um, hopefully we'll do this again soon, possibly before JCK. If not, maybe during the Las Vegas shows. 
and um, we certainly have uh, a few interesting editorial projects in mind that uh, we look forward to sharing with everyone. So until next time, have a great week ahead. You too. Thanks a lot, Abby. Take care.